1: Thank you, JJ, and I also want to thank all my listeners from around this globe. We are now in over 120 countries where Never Ever Give Up Hope is heard and enjoyed by many different types of people. And this is so thrilling. No matter where we are in our lives, no matter what our ethnic background is, our financial background, our educational background, we have all encountered times in our lives when we have come up against a hopeless situation. And that's what this show is about. To bring people, to bring guests to you, who have been in possibly a similar situation than you may be going through right now or you may know someone that's going through something that they're having a very difficult time to cope with and never ever give up hope gives hope it gives suggestions ideas encouragement stories that people can relate to and each one of my guests is has a very personal And inspiring encouraging and motivating story so I thank you for listening I thank you all my guests who have given us so much and it's it has definitely enriched my own life as I listen to people who have gone through and have come out the other end successful in every arena with me today I have a gal who certainly has Ben, just as I have described, has gone through hurdles in her life, has gone through some severe drama and trauma that she is going to share with us, and I'm so pleased that in her busy life she has taken the time to be with us today. Her name is Laura Wellington. Laura is an award-winning children's television creator. She is a successful technology media entrepreneur. She is an author of The Four Star Diet, based upon the wisdom of General Colin Powell and other ridiculously brilliant leaders. Boy, that's a mouthful and I'm sure she's going to share that with us as well. She's also a full-time mum to five children. Laura was widowed at the very young age of 35 years old. I mean, for many of us, it's hard to even comprehend having to go through something of that magnitude. And since that time, Laura has dedicated herself to making the world a better place. A better place for all in ways that now include her new project when she spearheaded Thread MB. Now, if you haven't heard about this, get your seatbelts on because it's something exciting for all women, and she's going to share that with us today. Welcome, Laura.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That's quite an introduction.
1: <laughs> so you better live up to it, right?
2: I better live <laughs> up to it, yes.
1: <laughs> Laura, we're going to start with you sharing the sad part of your life of what happened when you and what you went through when you, your husband passed away. I can't imagine how overwhelming that must have been. And you also had five children at the time, and you had to, as any mother does, think of them first. And sometimes we bury our grief just so that we can help our children cope with theirs. So you had to figure out as well what you were going to do with your life now. So let's start there and share that as much as you would like with us, please.
2: Sure. Well, it was a terrible time in all our lives. Uh, I was very... Uh, we were, my, my husband and I were everything to each other. We were partners in business. We were lovers. We were parents. Uh, we were best friends. And losing him was the most devastating blow I, I've ever felt. Uh, and getting the children through it helped me to cope with his loss. I mean, we went through watching him pass away from cancer. And it was a three-year period of time that we watched him endure this. My oldest was nine when he passed away, and my youngest was three.
1: Oh, my word.
2: So I found out he had cancer. We found out he had cancer when when I had just given birth to um, my youngest. Um, And it was devastating, to think about the possibilities because when we found out about it he was already in the very late stages of it so we did everything that we could to prolong his life with the hope that we could save his life and that just wasn't meant to be so we had a, enough time to say goodbye but then when the inevitable happens you never feel like you did right. have enough time at that same um, moment. However, um, we had to um, figure out how to pick up the pieces, um, how to move on. I had to figure out how to m- ensure that my children didn't lose their futures to their past. Um, and I also had to pick up the pieces of our businesses because during the time, the later stages of his, um, his demise, I ended up putting the, our technology companies in the hands of a family member who didn't do them justice. And ultimately, yeah. the businesses were suffering greatly. And my biggest worry was, was I going to lose what we had built together uh, You know, within moments right. of losing him? So it was really a come-to-Jesus moment in my life. And I had to decide how was I going to move forward as a, 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 a person, a woman, the people that my children relied on, and I decided to dig my heels in Jin, and, you know, create a legacy for my late husband that honored, you know, his life on earth when he was here. And so I actually did my first turnarounds ever in my life on those two businesses, and I saved them. And, really? Um, wow. Yeah. It was uh, what a learning curve that was. And, of course, I was working 24-7 while, you know, um, keeping a handle on my children. And and then, of course...
1: How long of a time uh, period are we talking about here, Laura?
2: um, Well, I sold those businesses in 2011. So, um, between 2002 and 2011, I ran them by myself and I turned those businesses around.
1: Amazing. Um, In
2: 2006 was when I um, launched another company... Um, with uh, partners, I had um, I had been introduced to uh, called the Giddy Gander Company. The Giddy Gander Company came about because I had a, uh, an idea to um, help make the world a better place through um, characters that I created when I was very young. And that idea emerged in in a television series that actually is still playing in the U.S. marketplace and internationally. Uh, and it was an edu- educational television series called The Wumblers. And what we strove to do was to take the harder lessons that television at that point really weren't addressing, and create um, episodes around those lessons so that we might be able to teach kids the importance of making the world a better place and their role in that um, from very little. Because we believe, and I, you know, I strongly believe that if you get children to understand. Um, that one lesson um, and their responsibility to helping the world at very young ages, that they'll carry it with them throughout the rest of their lives and they'll help all throughout their lives. And um, since 9-11 had occurred, and then my husband passed away, I saw the need and the opportunity to do that through the Wandlers. And so I learned television and children's television and all facets of media and entertainment from broadcast to branding, to licensing, to retail, to publicity, everything that it took to make a show work. And, um, and I learned it very well. And then of course, um, at that point in 2011, I was so tired from doing all of this. Um, I decided that, you know what, I think I'm going to take some time off. (laughs) And, (laughs) And so I sold it all. And, um, I really thought I was retiring, and I had made the announcement I was retiring and went to sleep. And three days later, um, I think I had an rest because um, I woke up with um, an idea to write a book. <laughs> and And that was the book, the the Four Star Diet. And uh, I based it upon a, a leadership primer that was a PowerPoint created by Colin Powell and in this PowerPoint there were tremendous points which which taught about leadership you know he was devising for people in the battlefield and in the boardroom but I looked at mm. and I said this is really a great basis for a book for women about leadership first and then also applying that leadership to dieting and anything else they wanted to accomplish right, in their right. lives. And so I took each of the points and I created chapters, um, uh, you know, around them. And within, I wrote that book in less than a year. And within that time, I had four offers on it. I went with one that I thought suited the, the brand that I was creating out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that did very, very well. But it also, what it did for me is it introduced me to publishing. It introduced me to blogging. It introduced me to a whole new industry of the social media. In um, in the, the fact, uh, I had so many um, media outlets that were requesting to review the book, and then of course one of them was the Huffington Post. And so I um, I let them review it, and then the next thing I know, I was asked to begin contributing to the Huffington Post. So that opened a world up to me. That you know I'm a fast study. And so um I learned that industry rather well and tied to finance and tied to technology and tied to um uh being a mom um uh, and writing, I I recognized uh, an open niche. And um that niche was really the undervaluing of moms and what they're doing out there on social media and in and through social media. Um you know, I saw that these moms that were using social media to blog or blog or YouTube, you know, or whatnot, Instagram, were really not being served or, or respected or valued in the way, or even used in the way that they could be it for, by certain um, sectors of industry. Um, media overall was one of those sectors. They weren't being taken seriously. And that some of these moms were, were, were creating content, content that were better than um, journalists out there. Um, not all, but, uh, but but some were. And anything that was being created and, and put up through this network um, was being followed. I mean, whether it be, you know, by 10 people or by a million or 10 million. And so, um, you know, I saw this and I said, hmm. Why isn't media getting it? And, um, and so then I brought it to the attention of some larger companies in media, and I couldn't get their attention. I mean, I knew these people, and it was, it was like pulling teeth to actually convince them that, hey, look, this is something that needs to be, you know, um, it really needs to be, you know, taken, taken advantage of. This is something that they want to be heard. They want to be, you know, um, they, they want to be recognized. They want to um, feel as if their content is is being taken seriously, and yet no one's taking them seriously. And look, you know, some of these these bloggers have fan bases that rival celebrities. That's right, right. And and so nothing was being listened to. So I said, you know what? So then I, a friend of mine who is the president of one of these networks says, you know what? We can't get these digital guys to listen. He's the president. He was the president of the television side. He didn't get these digital guys to listen in his company. So, which was run by another side. So he said, you do it. And I tell you what, in two years, we'll buy you. So um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so um, I created Thread&B. And what Thread&B does is um, it combines interviews from social media mom influencers, the bloggers, the bloggers, the YouTube channel owners, the pinners, the Instagrammers, and, and everyone in between with interviews from, from mainstream celebrities and what we talk about is their life, work and what they do through social causes and cause based organizations, their own foundations or organizations that they've become faces for to help make the world a better place. What and does, in that Good
1: What does thread M
2: B mean? Thread is in, you know, when I look at a thread, in every story or there's a thread, you follow a thread. And in within, within the blogger story, there are threads. They're tied together by a thread. It's all tied together by a thread, and they feed into each other through threads. And MB was originally mom blogger, but what happened, they short for mama, what happened is we commanded such an overnight audience that, and, and, and I was getting so many requests to expand past that, not only by to into the blogger zone and all that kind of stuff, um, but also in the dads. The dads were saying, Can hey. we participate too? And then all of a sudden they were not just the dads, but just general bloggers that were saying, Hey, we have something to share. We love this. Can we participate too? So I would say when we spotlight, we have a spotlight and we have a feature and we have other things in every. Um, Issue. And, and that interview that issue goes um, it flips every Tuesday so there's a new issue every Tuesday and you'll see one spotlight of a mom blogger or a dad blogger mostly moms but we do pepper in dads and other bloggers and then uh, there's a feature and that feature will can be anybody like a, a, a head of a nonprofit that's that's doing something really terrific to someone like Andre Bocelli. Um, you know, who's, who's, you know, who has his own foundation is helping to write Haiti and, you know, certain areas in Italy that need it. So we do both. And, and it's become a real, we've been running for a year and we are backlogged with interviews or requests for interviews months, months out. In fact, there are moments when I have to just move things around because there's an immediate request that I get. Um, And, you know, it's been really, we really spent the year concentrating on building the content, building the name, building our outreach. Um, This year, now that we're in our second year, um, we're starting to um, look at the business side. We've had requests for, you know, to do some advertising, which I've been really hesitant to do that, um, get too deeply in that because I'm so disheartened and disgusted with the amount of advertising mm-hmm. and the pop-ups and the, the, um, the I think that uh, this um, optimization is a wonderful thing. But when it starts bleeding into your personal life, when, when, you know, you look, uh, you know, at something that you're interested in, you're doing research, and then all of a sudden for the next 10 weeks, all you see are ads right. everywhere. Right, That That's to me, that's invasive. Mm-hmm. I I actually don't think that should be allowed because I think that's invasive. All right, you're 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 prying into the personal, um, the personal life, the personal mind of the other. Now that I can see where that might work for advertising, but I also think it works against it. So, what? so you know, now we're being um, offered different opportunities that um, helps to fund um, um, the the site more meaningful to me. Good, good. You know, advertising that I'm looking to do will always have to be something that has an, a meaningful element to it. We, we, we prefer, if we're going to advertise, we prefer to work with the nonprofits or things like that that are really trying to help in, in important ways. And that's the other thing. What we've done for that sector is we've created an exciting um an exciting way to talk about what they're doing and a way that will draw attention and um, to what they're doing and will help to raise the awareness and, and hopefully donations that, you know, the, that sector, uh, much of what happens is they, they, they sort of, they're in a bubble and they're, um, they're almost feeding to themselves. They're like, they're almost like preaching to the choir. What we need to do is get their messages and their. Their existence out to the people that actually can send them money and make the difference or help and make the difference, and that's what we've done through this um, this 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 uh, site. So it's been really exciting because you know I I speak to so many different types of people, and I'm constantly blown away whether it be these moms that are out there making a better place in in their own ways, or you know someone like. Um, Oh my gosh, Bill O'Reilly or 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 um Barnett Bain or or um, uh, gosh, Patrick Dempsey, um, who are making the, the world a better place in their way.
1: What do you what is the common thread of uh, the contributions in the in the posts? Like is there one or is it just encompass many different types?
2: Well, I think the common thread is 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 really um, you know, mom, the, the characteristic of mom bloggers, um, or, or social media mom influencers is that they, they have a, a, a reason to want to help, um, various causes because they have, you know, they're raising children and they want the world to be better and they want, you know, their children's lives to be better. And, and so that's the common thread between them and the celebrities. Um, because they because of the same they feel the same way and they are the faces or the contributors or of, of these um, these organizations or their, They have their own foundations. But what we also talk about is we talk about see mom bloggers are interesting in their own or social moms are interesting in their own life. Right. Because not only are they writing, but they're all they're 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 contributing through their homes, through their work you know through through what they can teach each other you know um, which is incredible what they they give to each other and um, and the celebrities like the fact that they're getting in front of this group because they have things to promote including Good. their own foundations right, right. so that that's a big deal you know so instead of saying well these 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 women um, have no value whatsoever, these celebrities saying, "Hey, they have a heck of a lot of value, and I want to get in front of their eyeballs because they're they're five million strong in you know the bloggers alone are five million strong in the U.S. They're and a they're voice. Like, they're a voice, right? And they're like 120 million strong, you know, the bloggers across the uh, the the world, and so and that's not counting the bloggers. And so these these celebrities recognize it, and anyone that I'm interviewing recognizes it. And the issue that we're having now is because we've done such a good job of explaining that that um, we're bombarded by PR agents and banks oh. <laughs> and and um, you know anyone that wants to you know ha- you know push something or promote something, and so um, and that's why we're we're uh, it's like having that tiger by the tail. It's a good problem to have, as I said, but um, it's really it's become something. It's really incredible.
1: Now you've only launched a year ago and what do you think or what do you contribute that uh, success that quickly? Um,
2: I think that it was just, it was an a open niche okay. and I think it was waiting to be filled and I think one of the things I, I um, became, become very seasoned at you know, and also I think it just happens to be a natural ability of mine, which is the hardest fruit to see. It's to see low hanging fruit. And that's the hardest fruit to see. Most people are always looking for their fruit and the the trees, you know, that are highest up. But I see what's right in front of me. And Mm -hmm. what was right in front of me was this open niche. And, and, And so, you know, when I decided to fill it, and of course, now and on top of that, I have that. You know, celebrities will always draw eyeballs, and so and that's one of the reasons why I, I thought you know to group the two together as well. That they will be the it's the they're the quickest way to draw eyeballs to anything is to put a celebrity in front of it, and so that helped to draw eyeballs because I was getting names out of the gate that were ridiculous, ridiculous, and um, and so. Um, That helped. And, you know, we just tend to be also very good at marketing and promoting as well. And so, and plus these moms that were being interviewed were marketing, promoting. Because every time an an interview came out about one of these moms, what would she do? Mm -hmm. She'd throw it out uh, to her, through her fan base. And of course, then more and more people would know about it. Of course. And so um, it was one of those things where it was was self-generating promotion Just because of the people I had on, you know, I was interviewing or I'm interviewing.
1: That's an incredible concept. And I really appreciate the way you very uh, clearly described it. Um, Even though I have looked at at your website, I just really appreciate now hearing how you described it and what, obviously is motivating you which is my next question and that is what did you mean by making the world a better place that is your motivation right so, it's you know
2: i think making the world a better place can sound very generic yes but the, yeah but the reality is anything that you can do or want to do or have the talent to do to contribute to the good of this world to helping a child out of poverty to to designing a back ta- backpack to give to a foster child that continues to go house to house with his little garbage bag in hand with all his things in it as opposed to this backpack that he could have to make him feel a little bit more whole anything you can do any any Ten cent that you can put in, you know, a, a, uh, a can at your local dry cleaners. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, that's what you anything. And, and that's what some of these women are doing. And that's what these uh, celebrities are doing. And that's what I've been doing. Anything. It can be small. It can be large. But doing it is what counts. So that's making the world a better place. You don't have to go out and say, "I'm the king of the world, and I'm going to solve all your problems." No, but to contribute something each day, even because it's ve- it takes very little thought to 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 you know throw change back into the jar at Starbucks right. to help feed the hungry or um or go out and and um. You know, send even, you know, if you see a, a a blog that's really impacted you, you know, sending a kind word to yes. the blogger or, yes. hey, you did a great job with that. I really appreciate that. And thanks for making me aware or brightening my day. Those little things meet, make the difference between a cold world, a heartless world, a callous world, and a human world.
1: I really like what you said. In a nutshell, doing it is what counts. Right. You know, thinking it is one thing and thinking, well, we should do this is quite another. But actually stepping out and baby steps and right. doing it is what counts. I really, really like that. That's <laughs> That puts it all in perspective. Right. Now, you obviously had hurdles that you had to overcome in the last year. And not only the last year, but through the whole time that you were developing your businesses after they had been hurt and everything that you went through emotionally and physically and with your family, etc. How did you overcome these hurdles? Where did you get your inner strength?
2: I had a sense of purpose an obligation not only um, to be the best role model for my children that I could be because there was only one of us now. But also, when you see someone you love pass away, and you, you realize the, the, the value in living, the privilege. I mean, I was the one left behind, and to think that I would squander that on doing anything less than what I'm doing now, mm. I, was, was I, I, I couldn't stomach that thought. And, and so I have taken advantage of life and, you know, my, my goal for me today, tomorrow, and for as long as God will keep me on earth is, um, to do everything that I can, um, to feel like I've made a difference and also check the things off of my own personal bucket list, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that I want to accomplish in my life. And, you know, and, and that's the the big dance there is trying to balance that, you know, my kids, I'm very, um, grateful that my kids uh, have the character they've had because, you know, they've turned out extraordinarily well. I mean, I've got two on their way to medical school, one's in medical school, actually, Um, another's on her way. Um, one's finishing up college as a computer scientist. Um, one's applying to college and then I have a little one. Um, and they're all, you know, they've all given back throughout their lives, whether Mm -hmm. they're teaching autistic kids to swim or, um, or, you know, building homes or, you know, do whatever they are. They've all been very involved in making a difference. And so I think the message has clearly gotten through to them. And, um, I, I If anything else, you know, the, the reality, Carol, is if I couldn't walk the walk with my own kids, I shouldn't be talking the talk with everybody else.
1: Exactly.
2: And I, I walk the walk, and they're proof.
1: Very well stated. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. So where do you see this going? I mean, I first of all, let me say that I appreciate your enthusiasm. Thank it you. It is evident, and I think it's what is required and doing something to change thoughts to change um things that are going to happen in our world to change our own neighborhoods to change everything you know that right. are everything that's that surrounds us is be enthusiastic doing mm-hmm. it is what counts. absolutely <laughs> i just love that so yeah. don't, let's us not talk or condemn or judge others but let's take that step and do something and what this whole concept is saying to me is there's a lot of people of thought the same thought the same you know they want to bring change they want to encourage and motivate others whether they be young or they be old I think you you are reaching my guess is a huge audience yeah
2: you know it's so interesting. I, one of the things I love most about this, is I hear from women all over the world. Yes, not just women, men. I mean, I hear from peop, you know women in India, Pakistan, Australia. I mean, Europe, Canada. I mean, it's it's Asia. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. And so it says to me, you know, what isn't that an, you know, amazing that it's speaking to so many different cultures and That's it's right. speaking still good things and everyone is saying. You know, this is what they want.
1: That's right. That's why I get so excited even about my show for that Mm -hmm. same reason, because we are all human. Right. And we all have the same desires and the same needs. And right. it doesn't matter male, female, you know, where we come from, what, like I mentioned in the beginning, our education, our, our financial position or whatever, we all are emotional creatures and we need those emotions triggered, inspired, motivated. We want to share and give of ourselves. And when we do that, we're so much better as individuals
2: absolutely without a doubt that's
1: absolutely true I can see why you would be excited you know because you're reaching the same audience as I am exactly when you were mentioning those countries I'm thinking yes like Iran Ah. is now our third listening audience incredible and I, it is incredible said. because it doesn't matter where you're from we have the same needs we need to right. be wanted we need to be needed we need to be loved and we need to find hope when we live in hopeless situations so this I am so excited I can't wait for my audience to get on your bandwagon and right. get involved and listen and contribute and oh this is just Over-the-top exciting. Where do you see it going, Laura?
2: Well, it's interesting you're asking that because um, I see it obviously growing. um, And we've already actually been uh, approached by uh, a couple, but more so one very large um, media network out of New York. um, Interested in either partnering or buying us. I don't know where we'll end up with that. But you know, what I want to see it do is I want to continue to grow it. I want to continue to add to it, add writers to it. Um, and continue on in the same manner that we are. I could see it turning into even a print magazine. Mm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so much opportunity there. Uh, and and certainly, you know, there's so much more that we could do with it. You know, we're a small team. So um, we've done an amazing job as a small team. But there's so much more that we can do so many more stories we could cover so many more people we could add in. Um, You know, I'd love to see it um, expand into talking about some of the things that um, that are out there as resources for women in a good way, you know, and not, you know, I'd like it to be, to empower, um, and give the opportunity to empower more, um, more women across the, the world, what they're doing, you know, what they're contributing, yes, yes. you know, um, whether it be in, in, in mainstream, you know, cult, pop culture, life, um, you know, or, um, or beyond that. Um, I want it to expand more. Certainly. Um, I want to give the nonprofit arena more of a voice, um, and continue with, on with it. There are lots of businesses that, that come to me, young businesses that are looking for exposure that have great products that, you know, it's tough, you know, in this environment with so many yes. things happening to, to get exposure for these, um, these incredible ideas, but, you know what, I have the luxury of being able to pick and choose and, and see what I want to, um, mm-hmm. you know, give light mm-hmm. to. And and so I can see all of that. It, it, you know, it, it, there are so many, you know, opportunities. It could turn into, a, sh- you know, a television show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things. The stories that are coming to me are incredible. And unfortunately, I truly believe that we're, you know, our society right now um, is in need of another good, talk show um like what oprah you know began as and and then because i think we're missing a lot of the topics that really that's right you know need to be discussed and are interesting you know it seems like that's valued less and less now you know and yet that's what's most needed and that's really what people want um, and so I think if we could we could go there because I see a lot of these stories that I get and I, I I you know I, I, I talk about them and I do the interviews and whatnot but I think more can be discussed in that type of form so you know it, it, the the world is this you know this ideas oyster and we'll see where it lands.
1: It's interesting that you said that because it, that actually you answered my question before I asked it and that is as you see yourself expanding it is my. I guess it's more of a statement than a, than a question. It is my desire, as I am sure it is yours, to see that you do not lose the heart and the warmth. Right, and right. you know, as you as you get bigger, I mean, sometimes that happens. But even what you were saying about you know, like a talk show and with people who, just as this show, you know, relates one on one with where they've been that a million other people can relate to. And we, unless we have the platform to do that from, we'll never know who we will, we will never know anyway who we are reaching, but we need to keep that heart. We need to keep that compassion and that sympathy and that empathy and that warmth that I know that you are generating, which was your initial desire Mm-hmm. and will continue to be so i hope that that is not lost and yeah, i sure you, you do know, too
2: yeah i you know i it's the one thing that I, has been said about me and i you know I, I it's so funny i am i am who i am <laughs> and um and you know i grew up i was raised with not a lot and so i can be very happy on not a lot and um and one of the things that i understand is that i will never lose my heart because when you yes. lose your heart you lose the soul of what i'm doing yes. and so i never want to lose the soul because then i become it, it, the 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 whole purpose of what i'm doing is 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 lost and that's yes. not i'm not about to do that yes so so i think i know my limits as far as you know um, how big I want to have the right. organization. Okay. Which may which may limit its size or it may not. It depends on um it depends on what the opportunities are that come to me. That's Excellent. that's really
1: what's your call to action to the listeners today?
2: I would like them to go and check it out. Really that's that check it out. Keep reading. Um certainly send me thoughts, send me ideas, send me pitches. You know, I'm always looking for a good story. Even though I'm, um, months out in interviews, you know what, that's why we have a scrolling list. And sometimes there are, you know, there are immediate needs, or I think that this story will go better here than, you know, than later on. So I will, I will shift the editorial calendar around. Um, so just reach out to me, become involved. Um, not only with me, but other things that you can do to to, to contribute to the world and, and and, and you, know, you know, join in in the cause to make it better.
1: Well, that's an awesome challenge. And I, for one, will accept it. Thank you, <laughs> Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. This has been so exciting. I think you can hear my passion. I <laughs> I love it you're great oh. I
0: appreciate
1: it <laughs> okay well this is, this doesn't stop here you know so I think what we should do for the sake of everyone listening is we should do this again yeah six I'm months good. or whatever down the road and just see you know what else has happened what else, what other ways we can contribute uh, what other ways we can glean you know what other, what we can glean from what you have shared and thank you thank you
2: so much I I absolutely will see you in six months (laughs) okay that sounds great and goodbye take care Carol appreciate it you bet
0: thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to quitting was never an option Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.